Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santi Esteban, and I'm your host, your guide for today. And we're here with Graham Riley, and he's the CEO of Maverick North America. They are a, a marketing agency that helps businesses to grow their business through social media. And uh, someone who has been doing this for quite some time, and I'm excited to have that conversation. So Graham, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me on, uh, Hector. I've been uh, excited to join you uh, today. So you've done a couple of things. You've had a, a couple of ventures. Take us back to wherever you think is relevant, but where did Maverick begin or how did we get to here? Catch us up on, on some of the, the stages of the journey and then a little bit about what Maverick does for clients right now as well. Absolutely. As well, I started my entrepreneurial journey back in 2012. I initially launched the business to help people with their LinkedIn profile, their resume and cover letter so that they could go and market themselves to their next employer. And initially, when I launched the business, I thought I would be helping people in transition. The reality was we started helping people who already had a position but wanted to do something else, but they just didn't have the time and the bandwidth to undertake a job search. And so we started helping directors become vice presidents, vice presidents presidents becoming senior vice presidents, or even moving people uh, into executive positions. And what was very interesting is people became leaders in their new organization, What they understood was how LinkedIn could be a very powerful tool for getting what you have to offer in front of influencers and decision makers. And within six months, the individuals who we'd helped get into executive positions, they were inviting me into their organization and saying, can you take a look at how we as a company are presenting ourselves to the world using social media. And at that point, they didn't need convincing that social media could make a difference because they were the new CEO or they were the new president of the of the company. So that's how I made uh, my start. 2012, 2013, that's when Maverick uh, North America was born. Yeah, it's interesting. Right around that time is... I remember everyone creates their LinkedIn out of high school or whatever. You get that yeah. general news. But I remember specifically 2012, 2013 being an interesting time because I was just graduating college and someone said, there's this new app called Instagram. You should try it out. Instagram. Uh-huh. And social media was just emerging as this thing past Facebook, right? As a, It was really becoming an ecosystem that, right. that I think businesses were just waking up to. And so I want to take this, Graham, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave it to you to, to see where the question should go. Do we need to talk about that conversation and the kind of the landscape that social media is in? Or is there more to talk about? Because you rolled with the punches, it seemed. You said you started out saying, we're going to do this one thing. And then you ended up doing kind of this other thing. Are, were there any lessons that you carried from that forward or was that an intentional decision or kind of take us through that a little bit, if you would? Uh, absolutely. What is fascinating about the similarities between I am looking to offer my personal services to a potential employer or I'm a sales professional 
or a business owner, and I am looking to offer my company's services to a potential client. It's very similar because three things need to happen before somebody's going to become a client with you or they're going to become your employer. And the similarities are the steps that you go through. And the first step is awareness. And so how are you inserting yourself into the attention span of the employer or attention span of your prospects? Next is trust. Once you have their awareness, how are you building trust that you're a subject matter expert in your field? And then they may be aware of you. They may trust that you do indeed know your business. But the third step, and this is the key differentiator, is how are you building the belief that if I employ you or if I hire you, or, per, or buy your services from you, how am I building the belief that I am the best option for you? You mentioned you recently graduated or graduated in 2012 and there was Instagram. Do I get on board with that? LinkedIn had its 20th birthday last month. Okay. Isn't that crazy? 20 years. And What's what's been fascinating to me is how LinkedIn has developed. Initially, it was sold or positioned in the U.S. market, and that's a key differentiator. It was positioned in the U.S. market as LinkedIn can help you get a new job. Everybody thought, yep, I just need to create a, you know, a LinkedIn profile and I'll update it when it's time for a new position. But in different parts of the world, when LinkedIn was launched, it was positioned differently as a business development tool or a professional networking tool. And so how you perceive the tool is going to determine how you choose to use it. Am I using it for getting a job? Am I using it for getting business? Or am I using it for checking out on friends and colleagues and people who I used to know through my career? You're just bringing up a lot of conversations because I... I I'm a content marketing nerd, and that's my space. And and I too think that LinkedIn just plays an interesting role because they've they've found a way to stick around. They found a way to yeah. to continue to stay relevant. And perhaps twenty years later, and they've never they're more relevant than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Is this? And I, I'm sure that you're biased, but is this a place where you think that businesses should be paying? even more attention to? Or do you see that a lot of them aren't utilizing uh, and leveraging LinkedIn enough for this business development aspect? Um, Like anything, I see fantastic examples of businesses leveraging uh, LinkedIn um, to promote their brand and subject matter expertise. Uh, I see the good, the bad, and the indifferent. If you're in a B2C space, LinkedIn tends to be a harder to gain traction with versus in a B2B setting. What I notice is the biggest trap that businesses fall into is let us promote the business. Let us share things via the company page. Yet, every business will tell you our people are our most important asset. And everybody will nod and say, of course they are. If that's the case, allow your people, the business development team and the executives to be the brand ambassadors from their profile. 
because if LinkedIn is truly a professional networking tool, it fosters relationships. And if you think of LinkedIn as, I'm going on here to foster relationships, the sales will follow. If I come on here and thinking, I am going to sell, people, when they log into any of the social media platforms, they don't want to be sold to. So how do you reconcile the fact that, hey, I've got a, a target, a revenue target to hit, but my audience doesn't want to be sold to? They're primarily there to be entertained, to be informed, to form professional networking relationships. So lead with your people and focus on the value that you are able to uh, deliver, not what you do. Yeah, such a great point. And and one thing that you mentioned was this idea of, of storytelling. How does how does that play into this concept of utilizing social media through business development? Because I think a lot of people they come in and they treat it like a a place to to post their digital business card, right? Where they the classic examples of here's my link, here's my email, here's my website. We've all kind of seen th- those posts mm-hmm. that don't seem to to go very far. So what's the other side of that coin or how can people actually leverage in a way that attracts you know, their clients? It, it really centers around the profile. You mentioned that people just throw their profile together uh, at some point simply just to say, I, I've got a presence. I'd offer that your LinkedIn profile is an indication of who you have chosen to show up on the platform as a professional. It's an indication of your communication style, and it's an indication of your attention to detail. And so when you're setting up your company page and your LinkedIn profile, you're doing exactly that. You're setting the stage. Then step two is now you have the stage, start to cultivate your network of influencers and decision makers who can actually purchase your products or services. And then step three is start to tell a story to that audience that's relevant to them, meaning that you're sharing insights into the problems that the audience or community that you wish to serve. These are the things that keep them up at night. Because the more you talk about them, the more you start to elevate your expert authority in that field. One interesting statistic that I've always found fascinating is as LinkedIn approaches a billion users worldwide, only around 1% of those billion users are actually creating content on a regular basis. And so your question, is it an opportunity for uh, businesses to spread their message or market effectively on the platform? Absolutely, because the vast majority of people are silent. They're just checking out what else is going on in the marketplace. They're not actually bringing their insights and their subject matter expertise to the table. And I think it's a, a missed opportunity for many businesses. Yeah. Graham, this is such a great conversation. When we get back from break, I'd love for you to talk more about that because I think that's one of the biggest holdups that I see businesses have is they either don't know what to say, they either don't know what kind of content, or there are some holdups and blocks about 
I don't want to give away my best stuff or I don't want to give away all my, yeah. all my goods or all my expertise because that's what people pay for. What are going to people pay for? You know, what are people going to pay for? And so uh, we're going to tackle that uh, right when we get back from break. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media and we are a podcast and content creation company. And so chances are, if you're listening to this, you have a mission, a message, a, a passion, a purpose, something that you want to get out to the world, but you might not have the time or the tech skills or the team to be able to do it. And if that's the case, we might be able to help. Go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. And you can find out all the info. You can also check the show notes for the link. And with that, let's get back to today's episode. So Graham, we talked about before break, we like to leave these, the second half of these episodes a little more tactical or to leave people with some things that they might be able to get started with or to go out and implement or that they can take and, and utilize. So with that being said, what's the, what's either the next step? Is the next step to figure out what kind of content to create or is there something else that might help to unlock the next sure. kind of phase is a little easier. Prior to the break, I said it starts with your profile. And what we tend to find is the vast majority of people who are in a business development role are understating or underrepresenting their value. And the LinkedIn profile tends to be geared for getting a new job versus showing and demonstrating subject matter expertise that's going to be relevant to the clients they wish to serve. I'll give you for an example. If I'm looking for a position and I'm applying for it in a technology company, I'll talk about chairman's club, closing deals, contract negotiation, chairman's club winner. I'll share all of these things that are designed to impress the VP of sales or the chief revenue officer. And I get the job. Now I am looking to sell to CFOs or the VPs of IT or the chief financial officer don't care about my sales accolades. What they care about is somebody who has subject matter expertise or is at least the conduit to that subject matter expertise. And so uh, a quick test to see where your profile is, if you think about what three things do I want somebody to remember about me? Or what are the three benefits of the services that engaging with me would offer? Now scroll down your LinkedIn profile and look at the three skills that are, are in there. Do they match what you want to be known for? So understating and underrepresenting people's value, I think, is the great place to start. Because once you start to understand this is the value that I bring to the table, then you start to be able to weave in and this is the value proposition of the organization. Yeah, the perspective through which you're speaking to can make all the difference. That lens of who am I speaking to and what problems are they dealing with? Are they going through? What do they yeah. care about? Because you have, in that, in that scenario, in that example, you have your own experience sets and you could be the same person having the same level of skills and expertise talking about something totally different that they're not resonating with. And, and I think mm -hmm. that you bring up a, a really good point. It's a shift, right? That I think a lot of, uh, let's call it people 
who came up in a world pre-internet, pre-social media, where all of that storytelling was done kind of belly to belly. Mm-hmm. Now, now the ability to translate that into something, into a LinkedIn post or a video or a TikTok yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever, there's something that's lost in translation or there's, you're nodding your head. So what is that prevents yeah. that translation from happening? We see a lot in people's hesitancy to translate what comes so naturally to them in real life and converting that to just simply a different medium. If we consider a trade show, a conference, a networking event, we'd be polite. We'd, first of all, we'd prepare for the conference or the trade show. We'd be polite, professional, and courteous in the way that we meet people. We'd offer a warm handshake and a smile, and we'd ask about them first. How's the show going? Did you find the last session interesting? What did you come to this uh, event for? You know, what outcomes are you looking for? We're showing interest in them. And then we ask, tell me about your business. Tell me about your organization. And people could be so much more successful on LinkedIn if they follow how they actually behave in real life. Because so often we get connections to to request to connect from people and it's full of a sales pitch. You don't know me yet. So if you're selling, you want these individuals, you want these companies to show an interest in you. A game changer for you could be, why don't I start showing interest in them first? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's so simple. It sounds so simple, but I think it's just a, a different landscape, and and people are stuck in their ways, and they've yeah. done it the way they've always done it, and this is how we've always done it, and yeah. and this is what I'm good at, and the you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing, and and I think it's just a detriment to people's success. Let's say if your listeners uh, who are looking to uh, have LinkedIn for business development. Here's what I'd offer you try. Uh, So what does it actually mean to show interest in the individuals you wish to serve? And so if I'm um, targeting you, Hector, you're, you're in my demographic, you're that CFO or the VP of IT, my profile should visit your profile. I should like and comment meaningfully on anything that you've posted you've shared earlier with me before we went live that you're a content nerd you're really into the dynamics of what creates interest in uh, content and so i'm going to start to like and i'm going to start to comment on your content after i've done that a few times i'm going to follow you i'm going to follow the company page and then i'm going to send you that polite request to connect i'm not pitching anything i'm not selling you anything i'm just showing interest in you A few days after you connect, not immediately, but a few days later, a polite thank you. Then I'm going to, over the next couple days and weeks, I'm going to endorse you for a few skills. I'm going to continue to like and comment. And then I'm going to share something with you, perhaps a post that somebody else has done or a post that I've done that I might think is of interest to you. And I'll ask you to comment on it. Each one of those touch points, you start to become familiar with my face and my name. And what I'm doing is 
I'm building up reciprocity, meaning that I'm, you know, I'm committing random acts of LinkedIn goodwill, right? I'm sharing that with you to give you an indication of how I conduct myself as a professional, not as a salesperson. I'm looking to foster a relationship. And what we know is relationships influence decisions. And the stronger the relationship, the more reciprocity I've built up. When it comes time to say, hey, would you be open to perhaps jumping on a call? The answer I'm looking for is a yes. It's a very different approach than, hey, I'm going to craft this message and send it out to 30,000 people. Hyper-personalized. Right. Yeah, I think that's the, perhaps that is the difference because a lot of those people came from the world of smile and dial or just yeah. or dial, dial, knock on another door and just, and perhaps that was what was needed. Who, who knows? But uh, times are, are definitely changing. Graham, this is, this is wonderfully insightful selfishly. And I'm sure that the listeners, I know they just got a masterclass in LinkedIn business development. So this has been fantastic. If people want to get more uh, info on Maverick or you, um, where's the best place to go? Maverick North America, you'll find our company page uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, weekly, we run webinars uh, and all of the pa past catalog of webinars are there. Uh, as we talk about the different aspects of what does it take to be successful developing business uh, from LinkedIn. And uh, obviously, find me at, on LinkedIn, my profile, Graham K. Riley on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to answer any questions that your listeners might have. And I'll also share, open to sharing ebooks on how to configure your profile, social selling, how to develop content, an ebook library that helps people with their entrepreneurial journey as they build their business. Well, we'll link all that up in the show notes. So go and check that out. I want to thank all you listeners for sticking with us today and being a part of the tribe. We'd appreciate a rating, a review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who is building a business, thinking about starting one, please send them this episode and, and then go get connected with, uh, with Graham. Check out that webinar library and hop on a future one. Uh, like I said, we appreciate you always being part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.